0: There's a Zen proverb that says it takes a wise man to learn from his mistakes, but an even wiser man to learn from others. This is Raw Rants. Raw Rants. Business and life is hard. And on this show, you'll hear from people that have been through it all. The ups, the downs, the struggles, and the wins. Get ready for a real, direct, unscripted, fun and thought-provoking podcast this is raw rants your host is a dad who built six companies he's a serial entrepreneur angel investor soccer club co-owner who's lived in europe asia and north america oh and he's a dog dad stefan tieringer
1: folks. My name is Stefan Terringer, and you know that. And this is another episode of Raw Rants. Welcome to all the old friends. And I'm so grateful and excited to welcome all the new friends. As we're recording this, and the podcast has been just a little older than about 18 months, we are actually crossing a boundary. We're crossing into the quarter 100,000 download club. I think that makes us actually the top 1% of podcasts in the US. We're currently, in case you're curious about it, we're currently tripping as of this week at about close to 9,000 downloads a month. Today, we have a guest, and I'm going to give you a little bit something already. She is Italian and Israeli. (laughs) What a combat. She's cracking (laughs) up already. Her friends, her husband, and her best friends describe her as compassionate, resilient, passionate, and sentimental. We're going to dig into that sentimental a little bit. What makes her amazing and brilliant is she started a business. She has today a two and a half year old and a 10 months old. But she started two businesses as she was expecting a child and her husband, and don't fuck with him because he's in the Marine Corps, he was about to deploy. I can tell you just having a couple of conversations with her and her graciousness before we dealt with all the tech back and forth on this podcast just now, she has an amazingly big heart and she says about herself, when she loves, she loves like crazy. We're going to talk about the messy middle, we're going to talk about hormones, and, mistakes. <laughs> and there she is. And I'm so excited to welcome her. <laughs> She's like laughing already. That's what we want. Uh Imbal, I am so honored. I'm so excited you're here. Um, Thank you and, so much. And uh, we didn't give everything away yet, right? We got plenty <laughs> of talk. We got plenty of talk left. Yeah, yeah, we do. The biggest biggest piece, I think, when we also got connected was you're running two businesses. um, And I'll let you kind of take the lead here. Um, The challenges, a a wife, a wife, um, you know, a mother, a business CEO, a founder, uh, a friend, all the things. and, And we all play in life in the various roles. Talk to me a little bit about that, how you... You know, you don't strike me as juggling it. I think you really have found for each of these various roles you play in life and the things you do, it sounds like you've really found a space for it.
2: Uh, I appreciate you saying that, (laughs) first of all. Yeah, I mean, I think every single day is different. It's really funny that we talk about that because this morning, um, I didn't even touch my computer until about 20 minutes ago. And so where I'm at, it's 10.15. In the morning, um, and sometimes that's the case, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm I'm going back and forth with my developer at like six thirty seven in the morning, while right. you know my husband's trying to help the girls get ready for school, and then waiting for the nanny to come, putting them down for a nap. I mean, sometimes it runs seamlessly, sometimes it's a juggling act, but I really try and prioritize. Um, you know, like I'm having lunch with a girlfriend today. And so like, I try to make that, um, a point to do as often as I
1: can. I, I love this. And let's talk about this for a moment because I think you, I mean, you're also running a group. We'll talk more about this later, uh, which is the like-minded, like-minded collective. And, and I want to talk about this a little more, but one of the things you talk about here is self-care, self-appreciation and really making time, um, for yourself, How has that piece played a role for you and particularly also for everybody listening, right? Building a business or being in business. And I think a lot of us, we're sometimes busy for the sake of being busy. How has that kind of played out for you?
2: You know, I've really realized that the world is not going to collapse if you take some time for yourself. That is so difficult to understand um, being an entrepreneur and a business owner. But once you kind of dip your toe into the self care pool, um, every time it becomes easier. So for me, I started, um, the weather started getting nice here. And so I started to really prioritize kind of sitting outside on my balcony for like 15 minutes and just getting Mm -hmm. the sun. And that was my husband's idea. He he called me one morning and he was. I was like venting to him about something like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. And he's like, why don't you just go outside, go on the patio and go sit outside. And I did. And I realized that everything is okay. And that I could give myself 15 to 20 minutes um, to just sit. And um, it really is liberating to do that. um, Because sometimes you don't feel like you can do that. You can take 15 minutes or 20 minutes away um, without everything collapsing. (laughs)
1: That's so. That's such a. That's such a great thing. I think it, I became a much better leader and, and CEO of an organization when I realized that I'm replaceable. And I know that sounds almost like crazy, but it, it, that's the first piece. And the other piece is that when a business really works, is mostly when you're not there, right? Management is when it works when you're not there. Um, but what I want to go back to is a little bit, uh, A, your husband recognizing that that's good for you, which I love. I think uh, a supportive partnership um, uh, is so important to recognizing what the other person might need and making space for that. But more importantly, self-care practice. Are there things that you can share that maybe have become through this you know, initial uh, 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 tip like, hey, go outside and take care of yourself and enjoy the sun for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, a half hour, whatever you want? Have you developed uh, some morning practice, some habituation, some rituals in the morning that you can share that have helped you to kind of you know, decompress? I mean, you get a lot of stuff going on between kids and husband and family and house and uh, and everything else. So what are some of the things that you've recognized about yourself that work for you and for some of you guys listening that make work for you too? Or you modify some of that stuff what Imbal's about to share?
2: Yeah, so um, you know, my I have a 10 month old, like you mentioned, and she's not really been sleeping well at night. She's been waking up a few times, she got sick a few times. So my self-care morning routine, which used to be waking up at five in the morning and working out and (laughs) making a smoothie and hanging out and just get having some me time, doesn't exist at the moment and it hasn't for a long time. My goal is to get back to that because I love waking up, I love moving my body just having some me time um but that's the goal you know to s- once she gets her sleep under a routine again yeah. um to wake up early to move to eat um so yeah my my mornings are very important to me but i know that i don't need to function off a lot of sleep but
1: yeah. now
2: i need to get as much sleep as i can <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it. No, I mean, I tell you, I mean, one of the things we talk about is, right, we talk about mindfulness, which is like focus, focus, focus in the context of business. We talk about health. We talk a little bit about nutrition. We talk about, uh, you know, working out. But what we don't ever talk about is sleep, right? Sleep is such an important component. Um, and I think we just completely depreciate ourselves of sleep because we think, well, we're going to be in this grind. And please forgive me, all the Americans and North Americans here. It's a very North American thing, predominantly American, U.S.-based. Because I can tell you, even the Canadians are a little smarter about it. And most certainly in Europe, there's there's other limitations. That's a conversation for another day. Let's talk about your businesses a little bit. I know the first thing you said to me, hey, I run two businesses um, while I do all this other stuff. I'm going, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you tell me. Which one do you want to talk about first? There's one really no. cool <laughs> one. And then there's one which is very, very community-based. Um, you pick it.
2: Yeah, so let's talk about the candles first because it kind of transitions into the I love platform. It.
1: I love it. So, so it, there's there's one particular candle you were talking about, or the, the way the candles are made, which is very unique. And I think when you shared it with me first, I was like, "I'm sorry, what did I hear this <laughs> correct?" Tell our listeners what it is that makes these candles so unique.
2: Yeah, so um, a little bit of a backstory. So, my husband and I kind of wanted to start um, a candle company after going back and forth, figuring out what we wanted to do. And he found a candle that was sold in a store that was almost $500 and it was on back order. So, we realized okay, we need to, yeah, we need to make a candle that's luxurious that we can charge not $500 for it, but a little bit of a premium. And I came up with the idea of infusing the wax with real gold. So it's the only gold-infused candle um, on the market. It's real gold. It shimmers beautifully when the wax melts. So it just adds um, a more visual aspect to the candle burning.
1: I love this. So a lot of the people are going to go now, first of where does InBell shop that she goes buying <laughs> Tries to buy five hundred dollar candles. No, this
2: was in our market research.
1: (laughs) But but more importantly, if people are intrigued by the candles, and let's we're gonna say it later again, but sometimes people are very momentous, right? Where can they find your candles?
2: So the candles are called Goldwick. So it's goldwick-candles.com or um, goldwick on Instagram.
1: I love it. Goldwick. So G-O-L-D-W-I-C-K. Yep. Do I, I always, with these things, I always got to spell carefully as to, as to, as the German. That is awesome. So, so uh, people can order it online as well.
2: Yeah. So, um, I have a, you know, full website. I make the candles to order in my living room slash dining I love room.
1: It. I love
2: um, it. so yeah, you can order there, um, message me on Instagram and I'll give you a discount code.
1: That's awesome. That that. Thank you for that. So yeah. let, let's talk about how this business came about. So you said there was an idea. You saw this luxury candle. You said we want to charge premium. Let's talk about the journey Imbal as an entrepreneur in regards to, I mean, yeah. you just said, you know, I'm making this in kind of the living room, dining room, kitchen, somewhere in between while the kids run around and all the other stuff happens as well. I want to hear that story. And I'm sure there's a lot yeah. of us listening here. They want to hear that one too.
2: Yeah. So, um, we started it before we were married. We were dating for, I think like six or seven months. Um, so I was living with roommates in an apartment and I basically, it was a struggle, uh, because I can't just leave everything out like I do now in a designated area. So, um, I started to make candles. I, we had to learn how to do it. So it was about six months of trial and error and we perfected it. Um, and then we started making it. So what, was in an apartment. Eventually we moved, um, cross country and my husband was very generous and <laughs> not needing a dining room. Um, we made a makeshift dining room in both of our houses that I love um, it. we lived I love in. It.
0: So,
1: so that sounds almost like a, that sounds almost like a little bit like the spank story of, of candles, right? Where all the friends, all the network, all the family, they're all building it's storage in the living room in front of the, uh, uh, uh house and everything else. And, yeah. and that's kind of, you know, the, the, the story there as well. Yeah. Well, us.
2: I mean, anytime we looked for a house, we had to find an area for the candles. <laughs> it oh was like, God. we need this. And we were so lucky because the house that we had, um, that we bought in North Carolina, you walked in, there was like a side room right off the entrance. Yeah. And so that was the candle room. Um, and this place that we have now, it's like a playroom slash candle room that we just have like a gate separating it. So we've been lucky I and love, fortunate that it's I, I love
1: it. Like v- shortest way in and shortest way out, right? So whoever has to <laughs> yeah. carry it out, that's awesome. No, I'll exactly.
2: Because they're heavy.
1: It's <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> little thing we don't think about until we suddenly no, got true. like two packages in our arms, right? And got well, to schlep them to the we, office.
2: Oh yeah. 50 pound boxes of wax. So Ugh. they get delivered in about like five cases each. So they have to be brought in. Um, so it's a lot easier to be closest to the front door.
1: So I'm going to put you on the spot now for a second here. Do you have one, do you have one in reach off one of your candles? I do. Come on. We gotta, we gotta see one of those candles because, because I mean, th- this is, I think always the fun factor than when you actually see it and you kind of, Oh, look at that.
2: Yeah. So I pride myself on finding really unique jars um, because as you know, there's millions of candle companies out there. So this, I do a seasonal subscription. So once every three months, you get a new jar um, with a new scent. So this is the fall scent. Um, Yeah. So this is our beautiful I love it. I love (laughs)
1: it. Guys. So we're going to, we're going to put it up on raw rants as well. We're going to tag you and your company on, on Instagram as well. Uh, Oh, thank you. But uh, but, uh, absolutely keep looking for it. And I think I heard the promise of a a discount code, something like that. Yes.
2: If you message me on Instagram, I'll give you 20% off.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, guys. Message Imbal on Instagram. So it's not like sitting back and waiting for the 20% to drop. You got to do a little work for that. That means you got to connect with her. You got to follow her. You got to message her. And you got to say, what are we going to make the keyword? Raw rants?
2: Yeah, we'll do raw Raw rants.
1: Raw rants is the keyword. If you don't mention raw rants, you ain't getting shit. All right. Nope. And you I got just it? raised That's my right.
2: prices too. So <laughs> there you
1: go. So it's really worth the 20%. Okay. Yes. So there's the one business you started. And then you said it kind of fluidly went from one business into the next business, which now there's two businesses. Yes. So what's the second business?
2: So, as I said, I launched the candle company before my husband and I got married. And we moved cross-country. Everything was going really well. I was doing tons of shows, farmer's markets, like three-day, five-day events. And then my daughter was born. And I had to shift from in-person shows to more of an online presence. And the way that I thought best to do that was through influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. And... I quickly realized that I didn't know anything about influencer marketing. I didn't realize that people were charging thousands of dollars and it was just so time consuming to message people. They sometimes, most of the time wouldn't message me back. Um, They wouldn't even get my messages because it's in a hidden (laughs) inbox. So um, I tried to get on these influencer marketing platforms and You know, I probably researched about 20 to 30 of them and they were charging upwards of $500 a month to use, Mm. or they had all these requirements like, you know, $25,000 a year on influencer marketing budget, um, 20 plus employees, some platforms weren't taking any more brands. So essentially I felt overlooked and I knew that I was not alone. So I wanted to create a space where small businesses, small brands, influencers who didn't have 10,000 followers. Hmm. but still wanted to grow their business and their brand yep. and have collaborations. I wanted to create a space for them where they felt welcome, where the, it was affordable and that's how the idea for like-minded collective came about. So I came up with the idea when my first daughter was 3 months old.
1: <laughs> I love that. Now, uh, one of the things that you taught me about it already like-minded collective, there is also, I mean if we're talking about people joining it, um uh, there is there's a there's a limitation there's a requirement but there's also a particular atmosphere a particular dynamic you're looking for which i think makes it so unique can you share a little bit more about that piece
2: sure so as i was building this platform um mind you it's a tech startup with i have zero tech experience or had (laughs) i should say zero tech experience um I started to find a network of women who were in my situation and who I could learn from and kind of brainstorm with and learn from. So um, I really started to build this community of women founders that started to join the platform. I love that.
1: Can I stop for a second? Because I think this is such an important thing, what you're talking about here, right? And and I'm going to say this. I mean, I'm probably generational just a little ahead of you, but the generation very young, because we have five generations in the workforce now, right? The way I grew up, if I didn't know something, it was like, go back to school, go learn it, go study, go to the library, go pick a book. What I love about what you're describing here, and, and everybody listening really, really pay attention to this as we're going through this journey of Imbal now, she reached out to the community, right? She realized she doesn't know, but there were people who knew and she was not afraid. She was not ashamed. She was not, uh, 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 maybe there was a little bit of like, oh my God, what am I going to do here? But she took the leap of actually saying, I'm going to do that, right? That's that's what happened for you. And that kind of opened up a whole other world of connection, of resources, of people, of advice, of the, the, the falling forward, but maybe not as hard on your schnaut because somebody else already did it and they can say, well, if you do that, you're going to fall on your face. If you do it this way, maybe you'll fall a little softer. I love that. So guys, really pay attention to what we're going through here.
2: Yeah, 100%. I mean, and that's the best way to kind of pass it on too, right? Because I love doing podcasts. I love talking about my mistakes. And like you mentioned, the messy middle, because it's difficult when you're starting out, especially in an industry that you're not familiar with, Right to navigate it. And yeah. if you can kind of ask for advice from people who have been there before, it's a game changer. And no one says to take their advice 100%, but just listen and take what you want. And That's then- right. Do what you got to do.
1: I love that. Talk about mentorship and 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 coaching a little bit, because I think first off, I think it's important for people to understand the difference between coaching and mentorship, right? Mentorship, you you have no financial interest. It's just out of the goodness of your heart that you support and serve somebody else. And coaching is more of a formalized relationship. Um, I would imagine that in your early stages, as you started building the like-minded uh, uh, collective, that you encountered and probably still today have a lot of mentors talk about mentorship a little bit i would imagine also now you're in the position you're in where you're mentoring other people as well
2: yeah and it's so funny like it's such a imposter syndrome situation because like I give advice to people just because I'm very um, interested in learning about female right. founders and their journey and right. the brainstorming and conversation advice I guess just kind of comes natural. Right. But when people say it's like mentorship it's such like a such a weird thing. Um but yes to answer your question I found a lot of my mentors on Clubhouse, actually. Um, There's plenty of women who are incredible investors and founders and people who have been in um, corporate world super high up for years and they have so much knowledge. So um, Clubhouse is such a great way to find mentors, to share about your business, to ask questions because people are on there literally just from the goodness of their own heart to just help. Um, especially women and especially women who put themselves out there and want to learn.
1: Yep. No, I love that. Yeah. Clubhouse is a thing. I mean, you and I talked about clubhouse before and, and, uh, you actually challenged me to come back onto clubhouse. I was one of the early clubhouses, uh, and then kind of withdrew because it changed a little bit, but, uh, in, in fairness to clubhouse, I also haven't been on there for a long time. Um, so, uh, all raw ranchers, we, we now actually have a raw ranch club on clubhouse, and we may actually do some live podcasting up there, uh, which would be a lot of fun. So, Imbal, I'm going uh, you know, I'm to reach out to you as one of the first guests on the… On, I would uh, love that. As, 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 as sharing some of your story. Um, like-minded collective, in, in terms of the community, in terms of having access to other people and, and being able to uh, reach out, what are some of the things that for young founders, um, for that matter, male or female… Um, what would you tell them? Is kind of the the barriers you experienced, or kind of the the the, the internal voice, right? The negative self talk, the the, the self deprecating, the limiting belief system that we all have. What are some of the things that you've learned about yourself that potentially can also help someone else?
2: First of all, you have to understand that it never stops. <laughs> um, on a weekly, daily basis, there is you know, questions that I ask myself, like, what what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I don't even know what I'm doing. Why do I continue? And um, I think you just have to understand that it's, you're constantly learning. Um, And there's going to be times where you just have to push through. Um, You have to learn and you have to reach out to people who can help you. Um, don't try to take too many things on, which is very difficult given, you know, your financial situation and, you know, where you can allocate funds to and Mm. your timing. So I think just really being careful with, um, hiring the right people. That's huge. Um, you know, whether it be a virtual assistant or an agency or a developer, um, whatever it may be, but just surround yourself with people who can help you.
1: I love that. I think that's such an important thing. I think the other thing I heard you say is focus, right? Have kind of the the progressive semantics in place and don't try to be everything at the same time to everybody and kind of pick some of the things that make maybe at the time based on season or whatever else it is the most sense. Uh, and yeah. then in the, please jump in.
2: Yeah, so I have a story that can probably put things into a little bit of perspective. So um, I needed people to sign up. And I figured the best way that I could do this is maybe to do a Facebook ad. So I came across this woman on Facebook who uh, was an expert at Facebook ads, set up a meeting with her. Great woman. Um, If anybody needs a referral, I'd love to give it. But we got on a Zoom and she was very open with me. She said, Okay, we're going to run these Facebook ads. You're going to spend money on it. Are you happy with where they're going to be funneled into? And I said, What do you mean? You know, like, you know, I just want them to sign up. And she said, Well, they're gonna either sign up for your platform. So are you happy with your homepage? Are you happy with the messaging on there? Um, are they gonna convert or are they gonna to go to your homepage and just kind of jump off? Or they're gonna sign up for your email list. So are you happy with your email funnel? Are you happy with, you know, all of that? And I said, no, 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 I'm not happy with any of that. So it really made me work on my messaging, my copy. I hired a copywriter for my emails. I'm now redoing my homepage and it made me. Instead of having a list of a hundred things to do with Facebook ads on there and emails and yep, homepage yep. made me prioritize yep. and kind of think of like, okay, where are the people coming from? What do I need to work on? And yep. what's the best use of my time and money to get further down the list?
1: Yep. You know, it's so interesting. One of the things I always, and I talk with my clients, so if you guys don't know this, you can, I think, see if you watch the video, Human Innovation Garage is actually also a coaching company. We deal a lot with culture and the culture maker as well. But one of the things I always tell people, one thing is goals and the other thing is impact. What I'm hearing you talk about is the impact, not so much a checklist, right? Where you go down and say, I got it. This, 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 this. No, it's like, what do I want the outcome and the impact to be, so to speak, rather than worrying about a checklist of goals? which we get caught in busy for the sake of being busy. Is that what I'm hearing you talk about?
2: Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, there is a checklist, you know, create a social media post for this mastermind we're doing tomorrow. That was something on my list that I just banged out really fast. Um, But yeah, as far as like big things to do, you have to really um, focus on the message and the overall goal of your business.
1: I love that. I'm going to really put you on the spot now. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Do I I hear your little one in the background?
2: My nanny is actually with her. She just spoke.
1: I love it. So so (laughs) the reason why I'm saying this is this, because even though, you know, mom's there, little one's talking in the background... The nanny is there. She is super focused and she's still talking about her business. And and I, I say this as a compliment. I really, that's why I said it because I think, no, because I think it's so important for people to hear this, right? We, we used to have the separation of work and life balance. Well, that's bullshit, right? It's work-life integration because as you work out of your home, as you work out of your house, as you work out of the office or whatever else it is, well, guess what? There's a reality to your life. And I think in 2022... And we're almost in the middle of it already, having gone through two years of absolute, you know, a pandemic and almost World War Three, we're we're at this point um, where where that's just a reality we have to accept. And and everybody who is a CEO, or a senior leader, and I would imagine you do this the same thing with with your employees, you have to be supportive and tolerant, not just tolerant, but acceptant of that is people's reality. And if you can't get your head around that, you gotta get the fuck out of business. You're no longer a leader. Yes, I'm provoking. Everybody who's listening and thinks differently, please message me on Instagram. Please talk to me on LinkedIn because I think that's the conversation we got to have. And I want to get a little bit of a response from your side there. How do you handle this exactly as you're integrating your life and as Mm -hmm. other people in your company, I would imagine, do the same thing? How do you handle it and what is some of the things that you've learned? Mostly we learn about ourselves when we are confronted with these things. How do you deal with it? How do you advise other people around it if that's in like-minded collective or people who are starting businesses or your employees for that matter?
2: It's so funny you should bring this up because I'm going to bring up Clubhouse again. Um, in 2020, um, I got back on Clubhouse and I was in a room with some investors and it was a Q and A. And my daughter was like seven or eight months at the time. Mm. And I asked them. I said, you know, when I'm pitching, um, I, I'm a mom of one. I want to have more kids. Like, how do you, um, kind of, do you mention that you have kids? Do you mention, you know, your story and, or do you not yep. mention it at all? Yep. And this guy actually chimed in and he said, mention it, have your kids join you on zoom. That's it, right. It doesn't matter if somebody doesn't want to work with you because you're a mom, then, and you know, have them fuck off. Like it doesn't matter. Right. I want to work with them anyway. That's
1: right. That's right.
2: Um, so that's that kind of um, really put things into perspective, especially coming from, like I said, Clubhouse has incredible investors that invest like $20, yep. $30, $40 million. Dollars. So taking what he said um, really meant a lot. Another one, another Clubhouse um, room, they do pitch rooms on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific for female founders. And this woman named Sarah runs in. She's amazing. And so I was practicing my pitch and I said, I'm so sorry, my little one is in the back. And she said, don't ever apologize. I feel like That's I'm getting right. emotional. Don't ever apologize for having your, your child with you because you're doing what you have to do. You know, my husband was downstairs with one of them. I was upstairs with one that just woke up. So it was just, it's nice to hear. And so I think once you're in situations that you know that other people are in yep. your shoes and being a mom is so incredible and being a mom entrepreneur is even more because you're yep. multitasking That's constantly. Right. Um, so once you realize that those two things put together puts you in a boat of other incredible women, it's a lot easier to accept.
1: (laughs) Well, it's not just easier to accept, but it's authentically you, right? That's who you are. That's your makeup. That's who you are. And I think anybody who can't see that and who hasn't, doesn't have their own space in their head for that. What did you say? Tell them to fuck off. Yeah. Tell them to fuck off. off. (laughs) And, and, and so, and, and that's the whole piece, right? Because I think we, we get so uh, conformatism and, and the whole piece, which is kind of the old school, right? If you don't do, I just had this conversation with a young guy last week and I was shocked what he was saying to me. And and he's in his late twenties. And here's what he said to me. He said, well, I have this new employee and he doesn't do what I tell him to do. And I really don't know. And I said, is he hired for what he's now doing? He goes, no, but we tell him what to do. And I said, well, it's 2022. Welcome to the party. If you hire somebody and tell them they do this. And then six months later, you tell them, well, this is what you're going to do now because you got to work your tail off because otherwise we're going to kick you out. Well, you know what? That doesn't work in 2022 anymore. Mm -hmm. And anybody who believes so, it's a similar thing from your side. Here's who I am. I'm a mom. I'm an entrepreneur. I got multiple businesses. Love me for who I am. Respect me for who I am. If you can't deal with that, fuck off. So I love that. I think it's so beautiful.
2: Thank you. Well, it's it's also nice because I it, I started networking events. So the platform also has masterminds and networking events a few times a month. And I like to do some just for moms. And it was so crazy. Just the first one that we did, you know, like they're putting their kids to sleep. While they have their headphones in and are on the call or they're nursing or, you know, they're doing a bunch of different stuff. People that just had a baby a month ago and some women that had like three kids that are in their, you know, late 40s. So it's just you're connected to people and... It's it's just amazing. Um, That's awesome. To also I love find it.
0: People, yeah, I love it. Somewhere. Let's
1: talk about this piece. If somebody is listening here who it, who would be? Uh, I always like to say to people, what's the perfect avatar that you're looking for? Who should join this? or who could get great value out of it in in joining like minded collective? And how would they find you?
2: Sure. So I don't know if we talked about this part, but essentially, as I was meeting new people, I brought that aspect of community onto the platform. So it kind of switched from an influencer marketing platform more to a social community where female Mm. entrepreneurs can connect. Um, so there's influencers, brands, small businesses, aspiring Guys, I want you to pay attention.
1: I, I want you to pay attention how the woman who said, I had no idea about technology. She's like, <laughs> de- she's defining. You know, it's not an influencer platform anymore. It's more a social community platform. Like she's very specific and distinct here, right? So don't, I love it. <laughs>
2: Well, it's funny because I used to call it a marketplace, but I was told it was not a marketplace about a few months ago <laughs> because there's no transactions. So I'm That's like, okay, right. so it's not a marketplace. Um, yeah. It's a community.
1: Yep. I so, love it.
2: yes, social community. Um, God forbid you say marketplace on Clubhouse, they'll just attack you for it. So, um, but like I said, it's a learning process. So, yeah, it's a social community. Um, And the way that the platform works, you create a profile, you can search for exactly who you're looking for, you can message directly on the platform, and we have a um, community feed. So you can, you know, post about your uh, freebies, ask questions, brainstorm, um, post about job opportunities, things like that on our feed. And then we do mastermind and networking events. So my perfect avatar, back to your question, is a woman in between, you know, the beginning stages of her um, business journey, the first two years, I would say. And just somebody who wants to learn and wants to help other people. It's very much a give and take environment. Um, We have aspiring entrepreneurs on there all the way up to women who have raised millions of dollars for their platform. So it's a very well-rounded group of women, but women who have you know, the ability to give and take, um, for their business is I love that. perfect avatar.
1: I love that. I know we only have so much time today to talk about all these things and I want to be respectful of your time. Again, super grateful you're here. What are some of the final words? If you would say, you know what, here's some of the the big lessons I've learned and the big things that I want to share. I mean, we talked about the messy middle you refer to a little bit. Uh, we talked about, you know, handling the two businesses, um, And then, you know, you're very driven, obviously. Patience is one of the things you've talked about. Um, Final, you know, if if I'd be a mentor of yours or all the people listening are a mentee of yours, um, what would you say to them?
2: So this is this may be a little bit long winded, so forgive me. But um, I went through four different developers and about eight different launch delays um, mm-hmm. From the time that I came up with my idea to launching two and two and a half months ago,
0: yeah.
2: um, along the way I made so many mistakes. But my biggest one was trying to rush my developer process. Um, I hired somebody because he was the cheapest, and that's definitely not the way to go. Um, I didn't do enough research because I didn't have the knowledge, so my advice would be to really be patient with hiring your most important asset, which for me was my developer. Mm -hmm. Um, the one I have now is amazing, but I got pregnant again along the way. And I really wanted to launch before my baby was due because it was just going to be so overwhelming to have a baby and launch a business at the same time. Needless to say, everything worked out and I launched six months after she was born, but I rushed it and it came with, you know, some sacrifices because the person that I ended up hiring after that was a disaster and he outsourced it. So my advice is just to be patient and to know that if there's delays, it's okay. Everything works out for a reason. Everything happens for a reason, as they say in quotes. Um, But just to be really diligent with who you're hiring, where your money is going and know that there's always somebody that you can ask advice from, um, find that person and stay connected to that person and make that person your mentor. Um, just I love
1: that. Stay connected. Right. And don't make every, I, I remember years ago, I was asked at, uh, uh Wharton at a, at a, at a graduation uh, party, there was four of us, uh, various entrepreneurs. And we were asked on a panel, what is final advice you give to people, right? Don't make every transaction. And don't make every interaction or transaction. Staying connected does not mean that you only call people when you need something or you only call them when you want to sell them something. Because Mm -hmm. that's what relationship and being connected means, right? And I think that's what I'm hearing you say as well. Don't just reach out if you need something, but maintain relationships. Stay connected. And don't just, you know, ride the roller coaster of emotions when you need it. Um, it's, it's even though there may be somebody who is much more mature than you are and much more experienced and h- bigger expertise, uh, backgrounds, uh, it's a two-sided street, right? People, I get satisfaction of serving and supporting people, which is why I do what I do today also with the human innovation garage and culture maker. But it's, you know, it's, it, it, it's a two-sided street. It's like, I get enjoyment out of it. It's not just, you know, because it's a business transaction or because I have a, somebody who's a mentee. Uh, to me. So that makes a huge difference. Um,
2: Absolutely. Yeah. how do no, people, I completely agree.
1: how do people find you? Talk to us. Um,
2: about sure. So the platform is likemindedcollective.com. The Instagram is like.minded.collective and I'm on clubhouse, um, at LM collective. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do all my social media, I answer all my emails. So, um, if anybody has any questions or just wants to brainstorm, um, I would love to be connected.
1: I love this. Guys, I want to say thank you. Imbal, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. When you hear this music, which is the music, the title of it is Out of Time. That's what we are. <laughs> um, I'm super grateful that you were with us. Um, tell us again, um, if we, we do a special for people, if they want to subscribe to the Candle Company, the only golden infused candles... With a subscription. If you message her on Instagram only with a reference to Raw Rants, Raw Rants needs to be in there. What are, what are we doing? How much did you say you're gifting?
2: 20% off.
1: Holy crap, 20%. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, guys, take advantage <laughs> of, of that because just by, I'm a huge Candle fan and I may just do that as well because I'm, I'm a nester. You probably know Nest, that's my go to candle. Um, which I'm sure you've you've researched and looked at and everything else. So I I love those guys, Uh, not the guys, but I love the candles. So I'm going to have to test Inmal's uh, gold infused candles. No question about it. Yeah. If anybody
2: wants to try the platform, um, reach out and I'll give you a free month as well, just to try it out.
1: Ooh. We're going to stay another 10 minutes off here. Then we're going to get more and more and more. (laughs) I love that. All right. Final thought, final thought, final thought.
2: What a great interview. Um, I appreciate the questions you asked and talking. And um, it was awesome meeting you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Guys, uh, connect with Imbal. You'll find her on Clubhouse, on Instagram, on the internet. you find her in all different uh, uh, places. genres of social media the important thing here she's just given you if you're listening she's given you permission to reach out if you're building a business if you're building anything where you can use advice from somebody who's a mom who has family has a husband has two kids they're young kids one of them participated actually right here on the interview on raw rants which was awesome to hear because that's reality guys please, please 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 reach out to imbal i want to thank everybody listening new friends old friends Imbal, thanks again. Best to where you are, where it's fucking hot out there at (laughs) 70 degrees and more. And while I'm still freezing with the wool hat here on the East Coast, not fair, not fair, not fair. Everybody who's no tolerance for work-life integration, fuck off. That's a quote of Imbal's. Mm -hmm. And there's only one thing left for us to do as we're listening to Out of Time. And it's very, very simple. And that is Stefan and Imbal out.
0: been listening to Raw Rants. Our hope is to interview guests that will help you leap ahead by learning from them, their experiences, their hardships, and their wins. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, check out the website at rawrants.com and find us on Instagram and Facebook at rawrants Podcast. See you next time on Raw Raw Rants.